Joyful Life Podcast. My name is Rachel Witt. And I'm Grace Witt. And we are coming at you today, ready to share some important things that have been going on in Grace's life. And Grace came to me a few days ago and asked if we could record this podcast today, which just so happens to be episode 10. We are, double digits. we are in the double digits, and that is a huge, exciting thing. So excited to have Grace on for the 10th episode, but there is something on your heart that you want to share. So what is the theme of today's episode? Well, the theme is trusting God no matter what. Trusting and God no matter the what. The reason that we're doing it is because on October 17th, I was diagnosed with or type 1 diabetes. Yes, and this month, the month of November, is Diabetes Awareness Month. So we felt like it was a great time to come on the podcast and tell you what God is doing in Grace's life. So thank you for tuning in. Let's get started. you guys we you are so good at this we had a blooper where she did that and I didn't know she was going to do it I will post it on social media it is precious it was hilarious so Grace we are coming on the podcast today number one we're celebrating diabetes awareness month we want you all to know what she's been going through we want you to know the signs of type 1 diabetes and we want you to know how God is seeing her through it. But we're also celebrating the 10th episode of This Woo! Joyful Life. Woohoo! That is a huge accomplishment. And we're grateful for our listeners. So thank you for being here and being part of This Joyful Life. So here's the thing, Grace. When I felt like God was leading me to do this podcast... It was because I didn't want people to feel like their circumstances determine their joy because joy comes from Jesus. And even with a full plate of life, even if life is crazy and you feel like God is piling on maybe just the wild things you never expected or pain, heartbreak, yes, heartbreak. Um, maybe you feel like God is allowing layer after layer and you want to choose joy in what you're going through right now. And if you are seeking that, if you desire that, we are glad that you are here and we hope we can cheer you up by sharing with you what Grace has been going through. So we're going to take you back all the way to October 17th. That is when things got really crazy for Grace but her symptoms started about two weeks before. So Grace, share with everybody how you were feeling, things that I was noticing. Tell them about your symptoms. So I had the leading symptoms of type one diabetes, which are extreme thirst, being extremely fatigued or tired, um, and going to the bathroom a lot. Um, I was drinking at average when I got home from school about 100 ounces a day. Who knows how much I was drinking at school. Uh, going to the bathroom probably about like 10 times a day. Uh, horrible. I was tired and grumpy a lot, which my mom knew was not like me. Um, I did not want to go to the doctor. So, uh, but on October 17th, my mom said, 
when I was having double vision that morning before I went to school, she said, that's the final straw. We're going to the doctor, whether you like it or not. And I'm going to pick you up early from school and we're going to go there. And I was like, no, thank you. <laughs> um, but we went there and the doctors did a urine test on me. Um, the We were driving home, or so we thought, more like we were driving to the emergency room because uh, the doctor who was with me called my mom and said that I need to go to the emergency room right away, no exceptions, go, go, go. And um, my mom was like, all right, we're going. Um, and I was like, more doctor? Are you kidding me? And um, so we got to the emergency room, waited for maybe 15 minutes. Uh, doctors came in, they did a blood test on me and probably about uh, 30, 10 minutes five minutes it was fast yeah but 10 minutes later the doctor did the blood test came back in and said welcome to the club you're diabetic and i was like okay <laughs> um and so they took me to the picu the pediatric intense care unit and i was there for a night and then we moved and i got all the information and that was basically the week. It was a lot. And I am so proud of Grace because her history with getting poked or shots, um, getting finger pricks, those kinds of things. She kicked a nurse in the head one time when she was six. And she has been absolutely a dream. Since, since the moment this happened on October 17th, she has been a dream. She has never flinched. I think there's only been one or two times she said, hey, would, you, would it be okay if I did that in 20 or 30 minutes? Otherwise, she's like, bring it on. And she's probably had, I don't know how many finger pricks, several hundred finger pricks. Um, now she has a cool contraption on her arm called a continuous it practically saved me yes continuous glucose monitor she has she has a dexcom if you're familiar with the brand names and it's really cool we were gonna hold off on a phone but when we were on our way to the emergency room i said guess what grace because i know you're diabetic i mean i just knew um i said you get a phone and she that was a bright spot in all of this because what the Dexcom does is it communicates every five minutes what her glucose levels are to her phone, to an Apple Watch, which we're going to get for her. And it also communicates to my phone, the school nurse's phone, and the endocrinologist. So we all have an eye on Grace. We're able to follow her. And it has certainly been wonderful, bringing us some peace of mind. But she has had so many finger pricks and she has been a champ with every insulin shot. I couldn't be more proud of you. Thank you. I am amazed by you. You have taught me so much about how to have joy in a moment that feels a lot like a nightmare. A nightmare. It was crazy. I remember so much of it feels like a blur for me. Um, because I definitely was in go mode as a mom. 
But I remember on the way to the emergency room, we were in Josh's truck, her dad's truck. It was just the two of us. We cranked up praise and worship music as loud as we could. And we sang at the top of our lungs. And we were just praying out loud, Jesus, we trust you. Lord, we trust you. And it was like probably all we could really say because we, we were, I expected it. I knew in my heart, I knew that she was type one diabetic because of her symptoms, but we chose joy. Even from that first scary moment, we were so thankful. I know that in the emergency room, you can sit in the waiting room for a very, very long time. We, we did not even sit in there for probably 10, for 15, 10 minutes, or 15 minutes. It was minutes. so it was fast, faster. They were a ton of people waiting. They knew, they knew that what was going on with her was very serious. Of course, Huge thanks to the resident at Lewis Gale that called me on his cell phone and said, I need you to turn around. I really think that she's a type one diabetic. You need to go to the emergency room. And then he, because he had given me her numbers, that everyone in the emergency room at Carillion was so amazing. They got her in quickly. They got her seen quickly after triage. Um, everything moved very, very fast for Grace. And that was such a blessing. And we knew that. So we've been able to pick out the blessings in all of this. We had friends that worked at the hospital that came to visit that were working. Um, I, I'm not even going to start naming names because I don't want to forget anyone and hurt feelings. But I just want you guys to know we're so thankful. Her nurses were amazing. But you were my amazing grace. And I have called her amazing grace since she was born. And I am, I am truly in awe of you. And she's just taken all this beautifully. Thank you, Mom. There was a moment in the hospital where I said to Dad, I feel like I'm dreaming. Like, is this all real? Because first of all, I hadn't slept hardly at all. It was the nurses were coming in every 30 minutes to an hour that first night, and I woke up every time. So I wanted to be with Grace with everything <laughs> they were doing. Um, so I was foggy anyways, but I remember feeling that way. But 99% of the time we were there, we just chose joy. We got to have some quality time together. What game did we play? Do you remember? Trouble and... She was in trouble, not me. Oh my gosh, <laughs> she's ruthless when it comes to trouble. She's so good at that game. No, I'm just lucky. Well, you beat me several times, so I'm not sure how much of that is luck and how much is skill. She was great. Uh, we didn't watch TV at all. We were there for three days and- It didn't really work anyway. Yeah, one of the TVs didn't really work, but we just had fun being together. Uh, so that was a blessing in all of this. Um, a couple other symptoms I want to make sure and mention. I take pictures of Grace every time she's at riding lessons just because we like that. We like to look back at the videos and pictures. And I noticed the day before she went to the hospital, I noticed that she had lost a lot of weight fast. Her clothes were really baggy, the clothes that she wears to riding lessons. So it's about 10 pounds in two weeks. And that was a symptom, being extremely hungry was a symptom. The unquenchable thirst, so the extreme thirst, that was, was a really big one. Grouchy. Yeah, being grouchy, uh, which is very much unlike her. And those were some big symptoms. I am very familiar with type 1 diabetes because my grandfather was a type 1 diabetic. So it, it was something that 
I heard, you know, my parents would talk about as a kid that Grandpa Dean was a type one diabetic. So I was familiar that way, but four and a half years ago, I did a DNA test for everybody in my family and I found out that we all carry the gene for type two diabetes. So type one was on my radar because of my grandfather, but type two is the one that for the most part's avoidable, right? That, you know, it's environmental, it's habit-based. So my kids don't love the fact that I cook super healthy. There's certain things I don't have here. They are only allowed sugary cereal on vacation, that kind of thing. They don't love that. <clears throat> I mean, we, it, I mean, we could be, I mean, well, could give us sugary stuff more often. You wouldn't mind. Yes, right. And so I don't because I did this DNA test. I saw that and I thought, you know, if I can avoid it, I'm going to do everything I can in my power to avoid it. Type 1 diabetes is not avoidable. It's absolutely um, not because of anything I did wrong or Grace did wrong. She is actually probably <coughs> one of the healthiest eaters I've ever known. What are your favorite foods? Uh, there's chicken, fruit. Chicken, fruit, yogurt. Yeah, dairy products. That's pretty much, she could live on grilled chicken, <laughs> Greek yogurt, and fruit. So it has not been a big change, thankfully, as far as food goes. She's done fantastic with that. <coughs> Sorry. That's okay. What has been the big change for you, do you think? Um, having to like count carbs and what I eat, having to measure insulin, having to like... So before I was diagnosed in the youth group, if they brought something sweet, I could have like five donuts and I wouldn't <laughs> have to worry about anything. And now I have to check my mom, say, hey, can I have this? She'll be like, how many carbs are in it? And I'll be like, let me check. And then I'll send her a picture and she'll say, okay, you can have this many and then I'll have that many. But it just feels like they rub it in my face. They always eat all the sugary stuff. So she can <laughs> still be part of those fun little treats and yeah. moments, but she's going to measure and count what she has. And I have told her, and y'all, when you listen to this, I need someone to help me testify that this is what everybody in the whole wide world should Yay! be doing. It's what everybody should be doing anyway. Um, a diabetic, the way they eat or the way they should be eating, which is how we eat as a family anyways, super duper healthy um, and measuring, making sure that we're choosing the best carbohydrates, that kind of thing. We do that anyways. So that hasn't been a big adjustment, but counting and measuring before she eats and after she eats, that kind of thing. I'm sorry you're sleepy on the podcast. Bless her soul. Going back to school has been a big adjustment for Grace. So Grace, what can you encourage, or, or let's not even go there yet. This is a question I have for you. Okay. What has God taught you since becoming a type one diabetic? that um, he's not letting go. He's not letting you go. That's good. That's good. In the hospital, when I said to Josh, am I dreaming? What did you say? I said, you're not dreaming, but God's not, you know, he's not doing this for a bad reason like Satan would be. And, he, and Satan is telling you, this is what I'm thinking. Satan is telling you, 
this is bad, this is bad, this is terrible, like, she's gonna die, she's gonna get hurt, and it's, it's your fault for not feeding her right or something, and I'm like, nope, God's doing this for a reason, God's doing this for me, God's doing this for you, and he might be doing it for the whole world, that's what I've been thinking. Yeah, and I definitely can see God's hand in it, I could see it. I don't think that I've ever felt afraid. I think that it was just shocking. So I was like, wake me up if I'm asleep. <laughs> if, I'm, if I'm dreaming, wake me up. Um, but I remember looking at you in the truck and I said, Grace, all this means is that God has huge plans for your life, right? And so we believe God is gonna use this for his good and for Grace's good. And that you can, you are already doing that on the podcast, encouraging other people. I love that. Well, let's, I'm, I'm going to guess that kiddos are listening to this that might be going through hard things. It, it might be, but it might not be type 1 diabetes. So if somebody is going through something hard, what can you say to encourage them just to keep on keeping on? Um, the devil is going to try to knock you down, but I like to think of it like this. God's the driver. He's a taxi driver. You're just somebody standing on the road. You've been waiting for hours for a taxi driver to pick you up, and they don't want to. They're just going to keep on driving, but God's always going to stop. He's always going to pick you up, and he's always going to take you where he needs to take you, and Another thing I use is the sun always comes down, right? It's going to go down at some point, but it always comes back up. So even if you feel like you're getting knocked down, know that you can get back up and you always will get back, get picked back up. And the person that's bringing you back up is God. And don't lose hope that he's going to help you. That's good. That's really powerful. I love the word picture you shared about the sun, the sun sets, but then it will rise again. That's so powerful. And I love the picture in my head pops up of God driving the car and the car is my life. And I'm gonna ask God to be the one that drives the car. And not, every, not, not one person's road is perfectly smooth. Not one person's ocean is not gonna get choppy and dangerous every once in a while, but God isn't going to let just because you stray off of the road doesn't mean he's not going to bring you back to it. Just because you feel like your ship is sinking doesn't mean he's not going to unsink it. Unsink <laughs> it. You know what? If you feel like you're sinking, God is going to unsink you. That's good. I love that. I love that, Grace. And I'm going to hold on to that. I think that's super powerful. And I know that means a lot to everybody that's listening. Well, I love you. And I could not be more proud of you. And watching how you have made the choice to rise up has been incredible. And we've talked a lot about your joy being a choice. This has not been easy. I'm sorry that the podcast <laughs> is making you yawn and you're tired. And we're going to let you go to sleep now. But this has not been easy for her. But she's chosen joy. And there have been a couple of times where you wanted to stomp your foot and say, this is not fair. And we've just talked, we've said, you're, you're not a victim. You're going to choose the high road. You're allowed to be disappointed or feel like it's unfair. That's okay. But you know what? We're going to push through it. 
and that God is really going to bless your life and, and use you um, for kingdom purposes that maybe you'll find out about one day. I think you will. Yeah. Oh, you're welcome, sweetheart. All right, guys. Well, we're going to pray it up. And I so appreciate you guys tuning in to Grace's special podcast. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for my amazing grace. Thank you for all the children who are listening that might be going through something difficult. We pray that you would help them to be courageous, that you would strengthen them and equip them to conquer with you what they're going through right now. For their parents, we pray strength over them, peace over them. Lord, trials of many kinds will come our way. Like Grace said, the road is not smooth for anyone. There will always be bumps in the road, but we can trust you and we know that your plans are good. We love you, Lord. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, girl. Well, thank you for being on the podcast. Thanks it is bedtime, y'all. They're going to hear this maybe in the morning, which is funny, <laughs> but it's bedtime here. So thank you for being on. Thank you for being the first guest to be on here twice. <laughs> That's so awesome. And you did a great job. Thank you, sweetheart. All right, y'all. We hope that you have a wonderful week. Be blessed and we'll see you soon. Bye.